Good morning, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk after a couple of weeks or, uh, off. Hope you guys have had a fantastic time so far watching the World Cup. I'm yours, morning, and of course, as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? You know, after an entertaining World Cup so far, Arsenal's, you know, made their way slowly, getting in to, to play against Lyon. Yeah, Arsenal, after four days of uh, warm weather training in uh, in uh, Dubai, uh, they were already making the preparations for Lyon. Um, the gay, you know, Arsenal were really raring to go. And, and I mean, something that I picked up, I mean, before we now go in, in depth into the, um, the match, uh, I don't know if Lyon, like, you know, 48 hours or so before the time arrived in Dubai, because I just found, I mean, like, when the game, like, uh, like first, also when you see the lineup and that, but I really thought uh, it was more like a sort of lethargy um, or lethargy. You know, they looked, Leon looked actually a bit lethargic going into the game. So, as I said, I don't know if they didn't really, you know, fully acclimatize to the game or whatever, but uh, yeah, we ended up starting the game with a high in goal, uh, Cedric at right back. Holding and Gabriel in the heart of the defense, Tierney at left back, and then the two holding mids, uh, Eldeni, Laconga, and then uh, the three ahead of them was Vieira, Odegaard, and Nelson, and Nketiah Nik- led the line. Yeah, no, a big opportunity for Nketiah and Laconga as well to kind of show what they're worth because it's, I mean, Nketiah needs to kind of prove to Arteta now that he does need to go shopping. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the game kicks off first minute, Arsenal already, you know, put uh, Leon the back foot uh, from the first whistle. And I mean, from that point on, you could actually see Arsenal's whole intention with the start of this game because, uh, you know, there's a sort of high press they were doing and, and, and not giving uh, Leon any time, you know, to, to get even into our off. And I mean, when it was like that, Arsenal sprung such quick counterattacks. I mean, I was even surprised because, I mean, I, I look, I knew. We had like a say of easily like a five day eight start on on um, Lyon, but I mean the the, the way Arsenal playing. I mean because look I, in a way I was a bit nervous because when I already heard um, they were saying that Lyon really have it, like going to start their first half with I think it was eight or nine of the first team players. I mean I was a bit weary to it. Yeah, I know, but it, it looked like Arsenal just left off. You know they, they didn't have a, a World Cup break because. But like they just came with such intensity against Lyon and they couldn't handle it. Yeah, and then uh, seventh minute big chance for Arsenal. Nelson ends up beating the post with a fine left-footed shot. I mean, he was very unlucky with the shot. Then 90th minute uh, deadlock finally broken. Odegaard slings the corner into the box. The Lyon team was almost like ball, ball watching. And Gabriel gets up first and nods the ball past Lopez in goal. One or Arsenal? Yeah, it was a towering header, actually. It was really good, um, good well-worked set-piece by Arsenal. I mean, you know, Gabriel once again scoring from a corner as well. Yeah. So, yeah, one or Arsenal and, you know, nothing less than we deserve. Yeah. The 33rd minute, uh, Lokonga spreads a fantastic ball to Fabio Vieira, who's like bursting down on the right flank. He ends up cutting inside. And I mean, he, he makes a fantastic layoff to Eden Ketia, who almost like, on real like finishes the ball pass Lopez, 2 no Arsenal. 
Yeah, I know it was on the like, I don't know if you meant to scuff the shot like that or is it just me being very critical on Nketiah? Uh, but I mean, well, well worked. I mean, nipping it from Lacazette, you know, holding on the ball too long and, you know, Arsenal punished Lyon and, and, and Tudor up in 33 minutes. And I think, you know, the blueprint of Arsenal, what, they, what they're trying to do is kind of end games quick because of the intensity that they play. But, you know, you need to convert your chances. I mean, you know, in the Premier League, if they can carry on, you know, two not up 33 minutes, you know, yeah. it'll be excellent stuff. There's such a nice minute. Uh, I mean, also leading up to this moment in the, in the match, Arsenal already, I think, started roughly from their own half as well, and start surging forward. And I mean, by the end of it, when you get close to the box, the reason also ends up laying for ball to... Fabio Vieira, and I mean, Vieira ends up unleashing a 25-yard screamer that the keeper doesn't even get close to and also goes 3-0 Yeah, it reminds me kind of the goal he scored in the Premier League almost, you know, so it was a... Uh, uh, like it's his, 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 his MO, he's like, he likes that shot sway. He can just hook the ball like that so from outside the box. I mean, one thing I think with Arteta, I mean, of course, they're not using this uh, match now as you know, to experiment certain aspects of the game. But, I mean, the sort of, of, of shots he was playing, uh, I mean, like, you can see, look, his, his strong point is not really as a winger, but I think Arteta's always, like, nudging him in that direction of, you know, becoming almost like an alternate uh, winger. Almost like a Bernardo Silva type player. Yeah. Because like, you know, when he, like, he doesn't have the pace, but, I mean, he, he almost, like, darts it from the right, almost, and always he's in a pocket of space. And I mean, I think what what was actually worrying also for um, for Lyon, like he was doing his little uh, uh, not really crosses, but I mean, he just like slings the ball. But I mean, more often than not, he's getting closer, closer to you know his target man. Because I mean, at times he was just uh, like it looked like random stuff. But I mean, he knew exactly what he's doing. I mean, he's looking like he's somebody that, but that especially that excuse me, that quick thinking of his. He's, I mean, if given the chance, I think he's going to be one hell of a player. I mean, if if you know the way if he develops it, also right in it, perhaps. No, I agree, and I think you know the more games he also plays with the with his team and he chills with him, I think even Odegaard can also you know in some the games where teams try to um, really really um, you know set up shop and and keep yeah. numbers behind the ball, you can use the two of them to unlock teams. Yeah. So we move on to the second half. Um, this time, I mean, it was like a, a force-up change at the start of the second half. Uh, then followed by six more, as the second half was now uh, more comprised of the, the under-23 squad. Because, I mean, even the car, I kept his spot. Through the course of that, that second half, Marquinhos came on uh, for Rand, came on the centre-back. Another defender came on Sosa. He was like more like a winger. Yeah. A wing back, and then Walters came on. I mean, we got to see him uh, a bit in that uh, USA tour. Uh, Butler O'Day is but in midfield, whatever. I mean, he actually did quite a good job in mid- in the midfield. Serian, I mean, I, I heard a lot about him, but I mean, I think he was like trying what you and I always talk about, trying a bit too hard. So he was not really getting too involved in the game. Matt Smith came in at right back. Finally, I mean, we always see this bloody kid on the bench for Arsenal. Now he finally got, uh, you know, a better view of him now in this match, playing as a right-back. I mean, I, I always used to think he's somewhere, you know, floating between midfield and, and defense, central defense, but I didn't expect him as a, as a right-back. And then 
Crozier, Dubery, he was also, you know, in the heart of our midfield. And then, I mean, everybody was almost like, uh, not uh, up in arms, but I mean, that everybody almost wanted to see Nwaneri. Uh, because, I mean, he was kind of pulling the strings out of the left wing also. But I just wonder if, if any of these guys, I mean, especially now as we approach uh, the second half of the season, if any of them can actually make a breakthrough in, in the Arsenal squad. Yo, it's a bit of a, it's, it's, it's a, bit of a tricky one. Uh, and, you know, it's probably get the breakthrough by a surprise, you know, by a forced injury and not that the, you know, I, like the, maybe the window is closed and there's no other way but to throw, you know, one of these youngsters in because, you know, I don't know how you would feel, but if you throw these youngsters, you know, in a, in a big clash and, you know, would how would you feel confident or would you, you know, Rather it be in some sort of game where you know we're comfortable and and, and almost like you know um, what's the word I'm looking for face them into the team. I mean, I would do something eventually like that. The way, you know the way Emery blooded in uh, Willock and 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 Smithrow and Saka, and Saka, and, yeah. you know, in the Europa League. But I, I'm, I'm what look I can tell you now straight and, and to our listeners as well. When I saw this, the changes being made to the course of the game, I really thought Arsenal were going to kind of um, throw this fixture like away because I mean, you work just like the first thing now, the majority of them now that were playing first half, um, they almost like saw to it that they got that, that you know, quick fire result like in the first half. In the second half, I thought it's going to be now, you know, we're going to kind of give up that. And I mean, when I saw the sort of mentality of these, these youngsters, and I mean, some of them are like they are kids. I mean, the way they control that game. I mean, look, okay, Lyon, but way through the second half, they even started bringing their um, youngsters in. But I mean, Arsenal's kids—they look uh, almost like a cut above because they look confident. They look very mature when they play. And I mean, that, that, that sort of confidence. And I mean, this also leads me now to the the next phase. I mean, as Arsenal now saw this game through to the end to win three uh, 0 Plus the, the like getting getting the three points and then moving on to the next phase of the uh, of the match, which was a penalty shootout, we they came out on top there as well to get the bonus point. Yeah, that Hein was was quite a beast in goals. Remind me of the Croatian keeper um, when I saw him with the, with the penalties. But um, yeah, no, I you know it wasn't the best penalty taken as well but i mean you can see that these guys are still young yeah i mean when some of it was like <laughs> peninkin from the get come like oh you 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 a bit of your time yeah <laughs> yes like i mean if you, if you think about the deal back then you're throwing in a michael owen or you know whatever youngsters really when yeah. we, we used to watch i mean you would try peninkin like there when you first want to get yeah, probably your first 20 penalties, you know, <laughs> you take in life. You know, the basics, you know, corners, yeah. stick down the middle hard, but no, no planning is just here. <laughs> but I mean, like, as, as you know, I mean, I think you can see youth also showed like it's, it's it. Like, because I mean, uh, for the majority part of it, um, Leo was quite bad with the penalties. But I mean, that being said, some of them were, you know, well placed, and I mean, I was reading it perfectly. I mean, uh, it's really impressive because I mean, if you think he's like uh, twenty or twenty-one, he's already Estonia's number one keeper in international. So I mean, he's racking up experience on the international front, and 
who knows? I mean, because like watching him, um, you know, with, with as a backup keeper that's on loan, I think as I'm not sure if he's at Rotherham, um, of course, something I can't get to his name. I'm sorry, uh, but I mean, he actually looks uh, another level of keeper, Carline. Uh, uh, so I mean. I would actually have him hang around, you know, that bit long. I mean, maybe give him some loans and that, but you never know. I mean, look, Ramsdale's still got now, you know, age on his side. He's like, what, 23? And you've got Matt Turner's, what's it, 28? And, you know, you'll probably see his best years almost like at Arsenal anyway, Matt Turner. But, I mean, it would be actually nice to keep one of these sort of academy players, have them hang around, and, and who knows where it takes them. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. And, uh, and we could have a, a penalty shootout keeper specialist, which yeah. we can just hold on, you know, in, in, in cup games towards the end. Since, uh, yeah. you know, Arsenal's keepers really save penalties. I mean, I don't know when last, you know, we uh, physically the keeper saved the penalty for us. Because, I mean, whenever we're conceding a penalty, you know, most of the time the ball finds the way into the back of the net. I know Bamford missed one. I think it uh, off the top of my head, I can just think of Leno and Jorginho that we made it save at the Emirates. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> when he called his bluff for that hop skip. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, I mean, the next game was on Tuesday against AC Milan. I think Liverpool get their uh, tournament, uh, you know, their side of the tournament underway, I think, either today or tomorrow sometime. But I mean, I, I'm quite confident. I mean, look, Milan have also most of the. the you know, the real big gun still at the World Cup. And that also now leads us now to the, almost like the latter part of this podcast now, because I mean, it is a very short one that we're doing today. I mean, I'm also not feeling that well, I'm a bit under the weather. Thanks for the commitment. Yeah. Um, but the World Cup, what was your take? I mean, I'm, not, I'm just going to throw names out at you and just like, uh, you know, look, okay, we can't really throw in Ramsdale in the mix, because I mean, yeah. we always knew once Southgate has his number one, he's not going to really budge of that. Uh, look, Ben White got sent home. Of course, a lot of rumours. I mean, I'm not going to go into that rumour things, but it eventually did come out uh, was a day ago about the reason he rather uh, or he got sent home was because of a fallout with the coaches and also uh, they said he also had like a... Um, he was very distant, distant with the squad. I mean, I think he was keeping almost like himself more to the Arsenal contingent in the England squad, but I just think they probably thought, you know, he's not really a team player either. So, but I mean, all benefits us in the long run anyway, as the Arsenal fans. Yeah, no, I, I think so, but like, you know, even me, I, I was thinking like, like a bit differently. Obviously, I was, um, I'm glad that Ben White got to rest and, and things yeah. like that, but you know, at the World Cup, you know, I was thinking if I had to be a footballer, you know, even if you, you don't, you know, play a game, like, I would still probably just be around there, you know, as I could. But I guess, you know, some people are different in, yeah. in that in that aspect. And I think, you know, I was, I was looking at, 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 at England's team and I was thinking, you know, Ben White could be able to put in this team. I mean, even if you wanted to go maybe with a back three, I mean, Ben White, Maguire and um, who, who's the guy that they like playing these days? Um, with the, or Stones. So, the three of them could have easily um, 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 played together and so, but yeah, you know, unfortunately, um, he never got the game, even though I thought, you know, after Trippier's performance at Kyle Walker, also didn't seem too convincing that they could have tried 
and Benjamin White with uh, the likes of Saka because they do have a combination in club level. Yeah, I think that is what, what I mean. Also, leads now to to Saka. Uh, so far, fantastic tournament for him. I mean, yeah, he's banged what three goals? Three goals already now. Three, three goals, yes, and I, and yeah. I think it will be more to come, maybe for him. Yeah, and I mean, look uh, with with regards to Meta, I mean, I felt so sorry for him. I mean, he had like majority of clean sheets, and then he's always like more let down by his defense when they play the Dutch. Because, I mean, I think the Dutch were just, I don't know, were just were like three or four steps ahead of the American defense. Because every time, you know, they were doing... Because, I mean, it's not like he was beaten with fantastic shots. It was like, you could see he was motionless because he, people are not picking up their men. Because, I mean, the, one of the worst ones I saw was when, I think, that McKinney, uh, he didn't pick up one of the runners in the middle. And I'm not sure if it was Gakpo. And they, you know, you know, they just stole it of him and, and, and scored. And I mean, Matt Turner standing, I was like, you know, I just, I mean, why did he take, why do you lose your, your, your like the marker like that? But, yeah, because USA came with a lot of hype as well, and I, I, I thought they would have given um, the, the the Dutch a bit more of a of a like I say of a game. But like you said, you know, defensively they were in in sixes and sevens. Yeah. Then Tommy Asu, I mean, he, I mean, he did give us a big scare that the uh, the Japanese first game, we, you know, he went down and he was pinching his hamstring, and I mean, I was getting concerned, but I mean, they managed to make it also into the knockout phase, but it looks like they didn't practice their penalties. At yeah, all. not at all. Not at all. That that Croatian keeper, you know, was a uh, was quite a beast actually. You know, not just in this game. Yeah. But on the, the next that he also took part in, I mean, this guy looks like, you know, it's almost like uh, Croatia takes you takes you all the way to penalties purposefully because they know that they they have the upper hand. Um, for me, um, next player to bring up, uh, Thomas Party. For me, in general, the Ghanaian team seemed almost like very underwhelming. I mean, I expect yeah. more from them. I mean, they looked fantastic in, in, in I think, one of the group games, but after that, everything just looked like very, very flat. And I mean, personally, they didn't deserve, you know, to, to get to the next round because I mean, they looked like near toothless against Uruguay. And I mean, I thought they were gonna, you know, have that sort of revenge on their mind, you know, after the, so was it South Africa 2010? Yeah. Uruguay, a whole scandalous game at the end. Uh, then we move on to Granada Chaka with uh, Switzerland, played fantastic yeah. group phases. But I mean, the way they got. Belted out of the tournament at the end. I mean, it was. I mean, I think maybe, you know, the way we, uh, the sort of form that Brazil already steamrolled into that that, that last game. And South Korea. Yes. I, I, I think, yeah, like, I'm happy that the party was out early. I mean, not to say that, just that, um, you know, he, he's been something that's got injured well. So obviously, I do want him to do well. But you know, when you get sent back a bit earlier, you're kind of thinking, okay, you know, that's it's good news that you, you know, ready to play, you know, for us again. And Jaka, I felt sorry also the way they got knocked out because that was a humiliating defeat as well. I mean, they weren't that bad. It's just like Portugal punished them. Yeah. Uh, then um, we want to Brazil. Um... Martinelli is like getting kind of, you know, little cameos and that. I mean, you managed to play one full game or like about 60 minutes of one game. But I mean, I think the biggest shock came with the uh, Gabriel Jesus oh. injury. Yeah, I know that was a big one for me. I mean, 
I was messaging you, like, you know, when the news broke and he was like, I don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Like, you are doing the assessment first, but, yeah. you know, I was thinking, like, you know, this is Arsenal's luck, typically. I mean, you know, in a World Cup, he, he's not even playing, you know, every game, or he just had a cameo here and there. I mean, he picks up a knock, it could rule him out for quite a few a few games. It reminds me of, you know, with Arsenal, whenever they're chasing something, they play just get freak injuries out of nowhere. Yeah. And I mean, look, okay, luckily, I mean, I think things got very quickly also fast-tracked because um, I think no sooner he came to, to because look, uh, Gary O'Driscoll, he's the Arsenal team doctor. He stayed behind while the, the main, the majority of the squad went to Dubai for the summer training. And I think within, I think, a day, Gabriel already had the operation done. Because, I mean, there was a, a video that he put up, I think, on Instagram where uh, he was getting fetched by his, his wife there. So, I mean, I think <clears throat> that's also showing, like, look, it's going to take about two to three months, to say, but I, I mean, it's going to be also two to three crucial months for us to, like, how are we going to go on from here? Like, you know, it's going to lead me to that, that final talking point when I'm done. But, I mean, I just want to bring also, look, Saliba, Oh yeah, Philip forgot about him. And a little cameo in that for France, but I think they set in their ways right now. And I mean, look, if you want to, if you're chasing a World Cup trophy, and I mean, like uh, France, you know, want to hold hold onto the the, the cup. Uh, I just think it's like you know, once they uh, once they settled, you're not gonna see somebody really thinking too much of the thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, unless the major injury or suspension, I think you know you. What you have, you old basically because you know what works for you and got you there. You know, you don't try to, you know, make three or four changes for the yeah. sake of it. Yeah, and that's that's why they have that sort of pedigree. I mean, uh, all that, that sort of domination that Spain had in the what's it in the two thousands where they, yeah. you know, they managed to dominate the the Euros and dominate the World Cups and that. And I think that was where or what France aimed for. But I mean. That being said, I mean, I actually woke to have seen, you know, a bit more of Saliba. I mean, I just find the pity because, you know, then he, he, you know, like I think that it would have been more beneficial than to just leave him and, and let him uh, stick with the team and, and recoup. Yeah. Um, final point I want to just bring up was um, with regards to, uh, look, I don't know if any of the, the uh, Arsenal fans that now listen to us. Uh, know that, but I mean, uh, last week, early last week, um, Arteta and Edu, they actually went and flew out to LA to meet Stan Kroenke, because I think this has got to do with also how the January window is going to be like for uh, for Arsenal, because look, I think the the Jesus injury actually was a candidate for the spending in the works. I think they had in mind, you know, what to get, but I think this is now... Look, I'm, I'm, this is not just, of course, my opinion, I'm assuming. But I just wonder if they're not probably asking, you know, maybe to bump if there's already, uh, say, total X as, as the, the spending money for, for January. I just wonder yeah. if they're asking to just bump it up a little bit more so they, they can bring in what they want, plus a uh, uh, replacement for Jesus. Because, I mean, as, as we said now, do you really want to put everything on... Something like Eddie. Uh, no, 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 no. I think we could fall flat on our face, and if we decide to go that route. Yeah. 
So what's your opinion? How would you go about it? Like for the so I, I, I would probably try to get, you know, I know we were after that Mudrik guy and, and okay, Kakpo, I don't know if that will be in our reach. I know United probably going to come in there with a whopping offer for him, but we probably might need a, a, a guy who can play across the front three and you, you can kind of use Martinelli also then as that additional option of a striker if, you know, the guy you're signing... <laughs> You know, get hurt or something like that. But I think we're going to need something that's going to, you know, contribute at least 10, 10 maybe goals and maybe three to five assists in that time because Jesus, you know, added a lot to the team, not just going forward, but I mean, the guy was tackling in his box, you know, as well. So you're losing a lot with that injury of Jesus. And, you know, when he comes back, you know, does he still have to find the pace of the game and things like that? So, you kind of need a guy that can hit the ground running at Arsenal. Almost similar to our Asha that came in in that was it, 09, was it 08, 09 season where, you know, he, he just picks up the ball and does the things when he, when he plays. So, you know, like you said, like Reyes as well. So let's just hope we can get somebody because, you know, I don't have confidence that Eddie will, will take us all the way. Yeah. And then my final point before we go, um, I'm sure you heard also that Arsenal was... Um, have signed that Evan Ndika of Andre Frankfurt. He's going to come in as a free transfer at the end of the season. Um, I mean, I think it's a very good signing. I mean, he was key to um, Frankfurt winning last season's uh, Europa League. Because, I mean, he was, you know, real strong performances leading up even to the final. And, I mean, he, I think he's something also that... that um, we actually have been looking for in also in a way. I guess I know we have like you know a few uh, left sided uh, left backs and that or centre backs sorry. But I mean he is also he's the thing that, that, that uh, you know really counts for him. I mean not only is he one meter ninety two tall, but I mean he's like twenty three years old and he's a left footed uh, centre back with pace, real pace. Yeah, I think um, we, we will have a nice watch against him probably against Napoli. I think. When they play in the Champions League, you'll probably keep your eye out on that Napoli yeah. picture, you know, where you'll be really tested against those those guys who have been playing well. So it'll, I haven't seen much of him, so personally, yeah. I will probably just keep my eye out for that game just to see, you know, what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah. So, guys, uh, that's all for this shortened podcast. I hope you guys keep well. We'll have another podcast next week as we uh, review the Milan game. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Bye. Yes, guys, enjoy the rest of the World Cup.
Oh,